1: This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're going to start our journey into Matthew chapter 6, but we're going to continue our journey in the Sermon on the Mount series because the words of Jesus in this address to the crowd spans chapters 5 through 7. We begin a new topic as we enter chapter 6, how to and how not to give. Now, giving out of your abundance to those in need is a good thing but your motive can be hypocritical and that's the warning here when you think about it there are lots of things we can do that are good things but when they're done with the wrong motivations such as being noticed by men and obtaining reputation credits we forego the real blessing of doing a good thing is that confusing well pastor jim is sure to clear up any mess that i've caused this week but i think the bottom line is this In doing good deeds, it is better to have the blessing of God than the esteem of men. And if our motive is the esteem of men, we forego the blessing of God. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Leave the Trumpet at Home.
0: They were even more astonished and said to him, then who can be saved? They knew how simple it was to get a camel through the eye of a needle. You can't do it. That was a statement of impossibility. That was like saying, therefore, you must be perfect like your heavenly Father is perfect, or therefore, you need a righteousness that totally surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees. So, looking at them, Jesus said, with people, it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. Now, what is the it that's impossible? Well, then who can be saved? On their own, by man's works, absolutely no one. You need God's grace to be saved. You can't get to heaven by paying a toll along the road on earth. Salvation is only by the grace of God, and for man, it is impossible. Now understand, that was one of the many heresies of the first century scribes and Pharisees. But it was not only a first century heresy. That one, like a barnacle, has attached itself to Christianity and traveled through the centuries. Consider this statement from Pope Leo the Great. This is in the fifth century, so 400 years later. By prayer, we seek to appease God. Now, again, that's just a little bit wrong by 180 degrees. You don't appease God through prayer. How in any way do you lower the wrath of God against you by praying? That's that's utter nonsense. it's, It's pure blasphemy. But then he goes on. By fasting, we extinguish the lust of the flesh. Well, a little closer on that one. And then by alms, we... Redeem our sins. In other words, our alms do what Jesus did. But you can't. They can't. They don't. Now, as did the Pharisees of the first century, the Roman Catholic Church tragically teaches that you can do things that contribute to your eternal redemption. And that's Tragically wrong, oh, and by the way they aren 't alone. same thing is true in the all the variants of the Eastern Orthodox Church. same thing is true in the Church of Jesus Christ of latter day saints. same thing is true among the the jehovah 's witnesses. The very same thing is true among liberal protestants it, 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 anything that says that you can contribute anything to Merit salvation or to appease the wrath of God. Anything you do can help with that. That is antithetical to the gospel of Jesus Christ. So back to our text. He says, when you give your alms, when you give to the poor, do not sound a trumpet before you. Now that conjures up quite a picture, doesn't it? The fact is, we have no evidence whatsoever from history, or from archaeology, or from early Christian writings, or from um, Jewish writings. We have no examples of anyone literally blowing a trumpet to announce that they were giving. Obviously, it's a figure of speech. Now, who knows about the time I say that and this sermon gets published on the Internet, some enterprising, zealous archaeologist is going to uncover the presence of a temple alms giving trumpet that he found I, I, I think it's just a it's a vivid word picture he's describing the effects of doing righteous things with the motive of being seen by men if your motive is to be seen by men why don't you just carry around a trumpet and every time you do something good blow your trumpet and say look at me look what I did that's what he's saying. It, it's, it's the motive that is the issue. And he says about that, truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. When a hypocrite gets praise for what he or she does, that person receives, when somebody says, oh, that was, that was great what you did, when, when that person hears that, that's all the reward they get for all of eternity. Because you see, when you seek the blessing of of man you forfeit the blessing of God we need to serve the Lord and things that we do for man are things that we do for God and therefore we love to serve those who are created in his image but it's the motive to glorify God now there are many I think subtle trumpets that people can use to call attention to their good deeds their uh, generosity but whenever you see someone make a point of doing something publicly that they could do privately as far as a, a good deed that's crossing the line into hypocrisy the real trumpet sounding is on the inside it's pride it's the heart that isn't right before the lord and god judges the heart Now, I see a corollary of this, and I can't move on without pointing this out to you. I think you'll find the text supports this, but I think it's frequently ignored. I want to submit to you that it is just as wrong when Christians use fundraising methods that appeal to wrong motives. I think that's just as wrong as the wrong motive itself. I've heard people on radio, internet, um, TV, read the names of donors who sent in money. There's one guy that used to be on the radio around here, and uh, if my blood pressure wasn't high enough, I'd flip on his program while I was driving around, and he would, he would uh, tell how much so-and-so gave. He, he once mentioned as a praiseworthy thing, the person who had put the largest amount on a credit card. Now, that's really... Now, go in debt to glorify God by giving to me and my ministry. Now, what does that accomplish? Well, I know that maybe for me more than others, it embarrasses me. I've been involved in using... Christian broadcasting as a means of outreach for over 40 years. And I know that antics like that means that I have to live with some of the blowback from that and the image that, that hypocrites like that create for broadcasters. seems to me that reading names and amounts on the radio is designed to, de- to appeal to the flesh. The secret desire that people will notice me. And it sends the unspoken message, send me money so you can get your name in the paper, on the internet, on the radio, on the TV, whatever. It is equally as wicked to appeal to a wrong motive as it is to have a wrong motive. Now, I expect baloney from the world, but I've had a lifetime dose of Christian organizations and even churches giving framed certificates, publishing names of donors, offering recognition. Why, if you'll give 50% of the cost to this project, we'll name the new wing after you. I don't need any more wings, okay? Um, however many of the Lord's going to give me, that'll be just fine if I actually get a wing, If it's hypocrisy to give for reasons like that, then it's hypocrisy to solicit giving for reasons like that. I I have been in a church that I was visiting where there was a certain time in the service where the pastor came down from the pulpit to a table behind, uh, stood behind a table there like we would for the communion table and then pointed to people and asked each head of household to come and file by and put it their pledge in for what they were going to do. For I think that was a building program, or it can be missions. It can be anything else. In other words, just, you know, I mean, no peer pressure, folks. Just, okay, you go first, you go second, you go third, and, and I'll stand here and I will watch. That is what's oh, disgusting. Uh, in the early church... How did they do fundraising? They didn't do fundraising. They preached the word of God. When there was a need, they shared the need, and the people of God responded. And and Paul wasn't shy about sharing the need of the poor in Jerusalem, and he asked the the Gentiles to give to the Jewish brethren, and he he took that offering with him to Jerusalem, wound up getting arrested...